Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. And Happy New Year. Oh, we are so grateful that the Lord Jesus has blessed us to see another year. And my friends, let me tell you, this is the year of action. It's the year of yes. It's the year of finally. And it is our year of building. This year, with the help of the Lord, we're going to build a new sanctuary that will glorify the wonderful name of Jesus. And I want you to be part of that. And we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. I am so excited. But today, I want to bring you another message. And this message is entitled, Shake It Off. There were many things in 2015 and before that we needed just to shake off and don't take it with us into our promised land. And here is one of those messages that will tell you how to do that. And that will also encourage you in your walk with Christ. So get ready to shake it off. Remember to hear this message in its entirety. Just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find the Kingdom Rock app, videos, social media, and become our partner and so much more. That address again, www.kingdomrock.org. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Shake It Off, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name for this time that you've given us to gather around your rich word. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us today expressly by your spirit. Lord, we do lean on you. I come leaning on you and I come relying on you and I come pulling on you, acknowledging you as the vine and I'm the branch. We are the branches. And Lord, we we're come uh, relying on your wisdom and we ask that your spirit would speak to us. We believe in the pulpit ministry of the Holy Spirit and that you have the ability to speak through uh, vessels of clay. And Lord, speak to us directly as we go through the word of God today. Lord, we yield our ears to you, our hearts to you. Lord, we ask that you would just teach us and show us now. In Jesus', in Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go for it. Um, Acts 28, verse 1, it says, And when uh, they were escaped, uh, they, uh, then they knew that the island was called Malta. Uh, now, let me give you a little back up, background. Paul is now a prisoner of the Roman government, and he is uh, with his captors, and they were sailing on a boat trying to get to Rome so that Paul could eventually stand before Caesar. Uh, on the little cruise, on the boat journey, Paul told them, hey, we're going to lose, you know, the, a great storm is coming, and uh, the boat's going to be destroyed by our lot, but our lives will be spared. You know, they didn't believe him at first, but eventually they did. But of course, it did happen. They lost the boat and they were now marooned here on this island. The boat slammed against the shore and, you know, was crushed, but everybody survived. Hallelujah. And the Lord did protect them. All right. So as they got to this island, verse number two, and it says, and the barbarous people, the uh, barbarous people uh, showed us no little kindness for they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the uh, barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. 
because though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered him not not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he uh, should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Verse 7. In the same quarters... Um, were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was uh, Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. Now listen to verse number eight. And it came to pass that the father of uh, Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flocks. This is probably dysentery. Of whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when, so when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Verse 10, our last verse here, who also honored us with many honors. And when he departed, when we departed, uh, they laid us with such things as were necessary. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Now we're going to go back and I'm going to show you the wonders here. Of these verses. Now, this is a very highly prophetic word. This speaks of where you are, where many of you are, and it speaks of also where many of you are going. And it speaks also where many of you have been. If you if you stick with me, can you stick with me? All right, here we go. Now, I know this word is is from the Lord because, boy, I really suffered for it last night. Let me tell you what I really did. So, uh, Please forgive me. I only had maybe about two hours of sleep. Oh, Lord. So be praying with me. Amen. Amen. Verse number. Uh, let's go. Let's go back. So they were marooned now looking back on verse number three or rather verse number two. It says that the inhabitants of the island, it says that uh, they greeted Paul. Now, the word Paul or rather, let me back up the word Malta or um, Melita. Uh, Malta in some other translations, but Melita here in King James uh, means honey. Uh, it means so the island meant meant honey or a sweet place. OK, the the sea represents the world. In essence, they were saved out of the world and they have landed here in a sweet place. Don't you want to land in a sweet place? If you got if your ship has to wreck somewhere. Don't you want it to be in a sweet place, in a place called honey? And so they are there. And when they arrive, as you know, the scripture says the the uh, the the climate is cold and it's raining cold. Now, you've just shipwrecked the inhabitants are there. They call they're called barbarians. In other words, these were godless people. All right. And they came and they were kind to you. Isn't that something? And they kindled a fire. They made a fire for them, trying to show them kindness. If you will, they kindled or they warmed or made a social fire. Social fire. We're being sociable. We want to show you kindness. So here is a social fire for you to be warmed by. Hang with me, okay? And so 
they Paul and his group said, hey, this is this is kindness. All right. So they began to warm themselves by the fire. Now, the word Paul means small or little. Small or little. Say that with me. Small or little. All right. So here is Paul, a small or little man that is saved, who was warming himself by um, by this fire. But somewhere along there, he realizes that this fire is not warm enough. And so what does he do? He goes and collects sticks. Right now, these sticks are testimonies. I'm going to show you this uh, further in. These sticks are testimony. This is a highly, I'm telling you, this is highly prophetic. He's collecting testimonies, remembering what God has done for him, how he has saved him alive, how he has delivered him. He's collecting these sticks to put on this fire. Now, there's something about this fire. There's something in the fire. What do we say was in the fire already? There was a venomous snake, a viper. In the fire. Okay? All right, let's look, let's go back. Come on with me. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Verse number three says, When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, you're gonna see this later that represents testimonies. When he had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a venomous, or rather, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. Now, I love the way the New Living Translation translates this. It says, uh, as Paul gathered a arm, an armful of sticks and was laid and was laying them on on the fire, a venomous snake driven out of driven out by the heat bit him on the hand. The snake was there already. Now, I would say who put the snake there among the heat? Did the islanders put the snake among the heat? No, I don't believe so, because the Bible says that they were kind. They show kindness to him. So, no, I don't believe so. Some would even say, well, did Paul pick up the venomous snake when he was going out and picking up the wood? Maybe because the snake may look like wood. So maybe Paul picked it up and brought him, brought it back with him. Now, understand something. This fire, at least at this moment, symbolizes comfort. It symbolizes peace and safety for those that have gotten on this island. Oh, finally, whew, they were rocking in the reel and thought they're going to die and all that stuff was going on. Rocking and really thought they were going to die and all this stuff is going on. They were rocking and really not. Anyway. Sorry, just two hours of sleep. Okay, so they were there. This fire symbolized a place of peace, safety, rest. A place where you can finally exhale and take a breath. But notice What's in the place of your exhaling? Notice who's there. Now, the Bible, when the Bible talks about snakes, serpents, vipers, it's talking about one person. That's talking about the devil. So who is in the place of safety, comfort, rest? That's the enemy. 
the place where you say, oh, I can exhale now, I got the job, oh, I can exhale now, you know, I got the money, oh, I can exhale now, everything's going to be, everything's fine, I've come through a hard place, I've come through this and that, oh, I can exhale now, peace, safety, oh, I can exhale. Who's there in the fire? Who's there among the heat? It's the enemy among the heat. Are you still with me? This was a social, social fire. Are you still with me now? This was a social fire. Now the enemy was able to stay in the fire, stay around it as long as it was social. But the moment Paul began to pick up sticks and began to put it on the fire, the fire began to get hot. He began to heat up the fire, and when the fire, then if you understand something, when he began to pick up those sticks and put them on the fire, that was also like, a, like his worship to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you did for me. Thank you, Lord, for getting me out of this situation. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me up from the storm, from the rain, from the tragedy, from the pain. Thank you for what you did for me. Thank you for what you did for me. And it, it becomes to him a place of worship and a place of prayer, a place of thanksgiving and gratitude. which heats up the fire now the devil can't stay around where there is praise going on he can't hide when the praises go up he cannot hide where the worship is going up as long as your worship is social he can stay there and hide but the moment you begin to praise God the moment you begin to start attending church the moment you begin to start reading your Bible the moment you the moment you begin to start uh, just really paying attention and doing the will of God for your life he gets uncomfortable what makes you warm burns him up What sounds beautiful to you is irritating to him. And so here is Paul. He gathers sticks and he makes the fire hotter. And the enemy gets agitated, agitated. So what does the enemy do? He begins to latch on to the thing that made it hot for him. Because Paul picked up the fire, rather picked up the sticks. I doubt he picked it up with his foot. I bet he picked up every one of those sticks with his hand. And I bet he put them on the fire with his hand. Or at least if he had an armful, he rolled it over in there. But it was a fire. So I doubt if he got right over the fire and and did like that. I think he would have chucked the fire, chucked the the, the sticks into into the fire. So what Paul used to ignite a fire or fresh passion in his life, to ignite praise and worship, the enemy was now uncomfortable. And because he was uncomfortable, he began to strike out. Now the Bible's very clear. It says, now if we look at, look at this again, look at verse number three. Verse three says, and there came a viper, say viper, Viper. say viper, Viper. say viper three times. There came a viper out of the heat and it did what? It fastened itself onto him. Now, before we go to, before we talk about the fastening, I want you to also look down, look further down. And I want you to look at what's happening here also. I mean, boy, this is this is powerful. I got so much. I want you to see what's happening also. Let me get let me grab this. 
Look at verse number four. And it says, and when the barbarous, rather barbarians, saw the venomous what? Beast. Now, I thought a viper came out of the heat, but a beast latched on to him. Are you with me? There's a difference between a viper and a beast. A viper is one, uh, like we said, it's a snake, but metaphorically it is a person that is cunning, that is crafty, that is skillful in manipulation. They may be very charming. They may be the life of the party. They may even give gifts, but with strings attached. They are masters of manipulation. The viper. But somewhere between the heat and Paul's hand, it became a beast. What is a beast? A beast, of course, is an animal, especially a wild, a wild animal that is large, dangerous, and unusual. I love this definition of the word beast. It means an unkind or cruel person. So what seemed to be nice, oh, let's, let's, come on, you can work with me. Come on, you can be on my side. Come on, you, come on, come on. What seemed to be nice, a nice business venture, a nice relationship, they seem to be nice and so charming and so loving and so giving. And now, you know, when you start praising God, you know, before you praise the Lord, they didn't notice you. But the moment you gave your life over to Jesus and start following the Lord, oh, then you got his attention. And then he comes out a viper. He comes out nice and charming and loving and all of this. But as soon as he can, he latches on to you and shows you his true nature. He's a beast, a cruel person. Now you see what it really is. Now, I want you to understand the danger of this because many people would say, you know, I was all right in life as long, you know, before I came into church. Nothing ever like this started happening to me as long as, you know, before I stopped praising the Lord, I had friends, I had money. Before I invited Jesus in my life, I had all this stuff. Before I put all these sticks on this fire, I was okay. It was still raining and cold, but at least I had a little heat. But now in my place of rest, here comes this viper, and that has now turned to a beast. And it has struck me, and it has fastened itself on my hand. Now we see how the beast has a hold on you. I wonder somebody talking to me. Now we see how the beast has you. Now when a beast has you, its desire is to destroy you. This beast being a viper, a snake, its intent is to pump poison into your system until you die. It's attaching so that it can create a a stream of venom in your body and, and really just destroy your whole life. It wants to create torment and torture and pain and agony. It wants to punish you for praising God. How dare you put these sticks on here and ruin my place? How dare you worship the Lord? How dare you give of your tithe? How dare you do that? I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish you, it says. And it bites 
and it fastens itself. This is not like a bee sting. Once the bee hits, bing, and then it's gone. You wonder where it went. No, this is a viper. It's a venomous snake. It's a beast that's intent to, um, it, that's going to hold on to you until death occurs. Are you hearing? Now, all of this began because you made his place uncomfortable. When you started praising God, when the praises went up, the blessings came down. At midnight, when you began to pray and praise, like Paul and Silas, the walls of the, the, the prison doors came open, the shackles fell off. As you began to go out before the army, in the book of Second Chronicles, the Lord, and praise the Lord, the, the Lord set ambushes against the enemy, and the enemy began to fight against himself. The moment you began to endeavor to do that, he's coming out. And his intent is to pump venom in you until you die. Somebody say, but God. Oh, come on, say, but God. Hallelujah. So here we have here, you have here a picture of Paul, a little or a small Little or small, little or small man. Not his name doesn't mean mighty rock, strong one, fortress. It means small man, little man. Hallelujah, little or small. You have this great big beast now at war against this small man, but this small man is not by himself. Hallelujah. This small man is not alone. He has someone on his side. Oh, isn't this thrilling? Let's look a little bit further as we see uh, what happens here. All right, let's go back into the text in verse number three. And so it says this, this snake that we know, this viper that soon became a beast, then fastened itself on Paul's hand, on the little man's hand. And now there is a fight. Now there's a struggle. Now, the word, the word fasten here, let's go into that a little bit. The word fasten means to lay hold of. The word fasten means, I love this, a troubling situation that refuses to go away. Anybody ever had that happen before? A troubling situation that just refuses to go away. No matter how you do, how, many, how you do this and that and the other, it just won't go. It fastens. That's its intent. It refuses to go away. It's a snake that, that continually pumps uh, poison into your marriage, poison into your body, poison to your home, poison to your relationship, your finances, and on your job. But don't be deceived. Here again, it's not your friend like it came to be before. It promised you, no, it's here to destroy. It's here to destroy. Now, I want you to notice as well the reaction of the other people around them. The reaction of the natives. Here's another warning for you. Verse number four, it says, and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they all ran to get it off of him. No, that's not there. When they saw the venomous, when they saw this beast of a snake, this huge anaconda, whatever it was, when they saw it come and attach itself to his hand, they called 911, they called the fire department, they got their knives, bows and arrows and guns, and they said, Paul, back up, we're going to shoot it, bang, bang, bang. No, they said, wait a second, Paul, kill shot. We got you. No, they didn't do that, did they? 
No. What do people do when they see you in your misery? Let's see. And when the bar- when a barbarian saw the venomous a beast hang, it was hanging on him. Can you imagine that? Hanging, it was hanging on him. When they saw it hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. No doubt this man is a sinner. No doubt he has done something to deserve this thing. He survived the sea, yeah, but now justice has caught up with him and he is going to die. He deserves what's happening to him. He deserves the sickness. He deserves losing his job. He deserves it all. This is happening to him because of something that he has done, no doubt, because this thing has come upon him. He now deserves to die. Persecution comes. Judgment comes. Criticisms come. They're ridiculing him. Can you see them off in the back corner just watching? None of them lifting a finger to come over and see about him. But they're all over just watching and waiting to see what's going to happen to him. These are those venomous words that are coming out. Words of condemnation. Now, you're in pain. You're going through this struggle. This beast of a thing has now attached itself to you. Now you're going through a trouble, horrible situation. And those that should be helping you are standing back and talking about you like you a dog. They say you deserve this. You deserve this. You deserve what's happening to you. You deserve it. You deserve it. You know you sinned. You know you messed up. And you deserve everything that happened to you. And see, if you begin to believe that, you will let go of the help that is currently with you. If you begin to believe that you deserve that, then you will let go of the righteousness that God provides for you. But now listen, here's the most dangerous thing and also the best thing. It was actually true. Paul was a murderer. He went around killing Christians. He did deserve to die, but he received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of his life. And the blood of Jesus has washed his sins away. He's now he's now reckoned righteous in the sight of God because of what Jesus did for him with his blood. Christ has redeemed him from the curse of the law, being made a curse for him. For it is written, curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. Jesus is now his atonement, his sacrificial lamb, and he received him. And so the punishment that was meant for Paul fell on Christ. Hallelujah. And now this guilty man is now about to go free, not because of his works, but because of what Jesus did for him with his blood. Hallelujah. So what they said was true. It was true for the old Paul. It was not true. It was true for Saul, but it was not true for Paul. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? So it may be true what they said. It may be true what you did, but say, thank God for the blood. Say, thank God for the blood. Every skeleton in your closet, you did it, yes, but thank God the blood covers it. Hallelujah. Thank God the blood washes it away. Hallelujah. I said, surely he's a murderer. Surely he deserves what's happening to him. See them accusing him, the accuser of the brethren, accusing you day and night of the things that you've done. Who can stand up against that? Now they're accusing him while this thing is on his hand. This big anaconda. 
whatever type of beast this is, can you imagine a big old snake attaching? How would you act if a snake is on your hand? A big beast of a snake. I think I can get some of you running around the room. Ah, get it off me. Ah, get it off me. Ah, get it off me. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. So we see here a picture of Paul has this big old beast of a snake on him. Can you see the big, big beast of a snake? And on the other side, we see people over there talking about him, criticizing him, saying you deserve this. You must deserve this happening to you. But what does Paul do in verse number five? The Bible says, and he shook off the beast where? Into the fire and felt what? No hurt. Hallelujah. No harm. Hallelujah. He just shook it off. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. That's good. He just shook it off. Shook it off where? Shook it off into the fire. And now you see also a very prophetic picture. A very prophetic picture from Revelation 19, chapter, verse number 20. How the beast and the false prophet are cast alive into the lake of fire. Hallelujah. This beast says was on Paul's hand. The Bible doesn't say Paul choked it or and all that first. No, it was cast alive into the lake of fire. Hallelujah. And this is what you're going to do with everything bad that's happened to you in 2015, 14, 13, and so forth and so on. You're going to shake it off now. Shake it off into the fire. Shake it off so that it can be destroyed. Shake it off. You're done with it. You're not going to think about it anymore. You're moving on now. It's time to shake this thing off. What happened, happened, and I'm done, and I'm moving on. Hallelujah. God's got better things for me. He's got better promises for me. He's got rewards for me. He's going to use me greatly. Hallelujah. But first, you've got to shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Hallelujah. Refuse to acknowledge it. Refuse to dwell on it. Refuse to give it anger. Refuse to, give it, uh, refuse to be angry about it or give it all or respect. Shake it off. This thing for Paul was a distraction. He didn't cry. Your Bible doesn't say that he sat there and he began to pray, began to pray in tongues. No, he just simply shook it off. He refused to acknowledge it anymore. I refuse to give you power or even to think about this. Shake it off. Go ahead and say your nasty words on Facebook, my book, your book, whatever you want to do, newspaper, tabloids. I'm shaking it off. I refuse to acknowledge you. You will not take up my time. No. Come on, do it with me. Say no. Shake it off. No. Hallelujah. Refuse it. Don't give it a time update. Come on, do it again. Say no. I'm done with you. Shake. Say I'm done with you. Hallelujah. Paul shook it off. Shook it into the fire. Not into the ground. Not into the woods. He shook it into the fire. He was done with it. Now, let's conclude here. Let's bring this thing to a close. Let's begin to, to land this plane. Can we do this? Now, as Paul did this, look at verse number six. Now, when this happened to Paul, when this, when this venomous beast latched its hand on him, they began to say, these islanders or these heathens, these barbarians began to say, first of all, you deserve this. But now they saw Paul shake it off but now look and see what happens in verse number six it says "Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen when this enemy got his fangs in you you should have swollen up 
And one of the very worst things that can be done to a person, uh, sometimes if you, is that you receive everything you want. And that head gets swollen up. You should have gotten a big head by now. You should have been swollen up or, or swollen up with worry, swollen up with doubt, swollen up with insecurity, swollen up with fear, swollen up with depression. There should be a change in you by now. They say, we're looking. You should have swollen up by now. The ungodly around you are looking. We saw this thing. We know what happens when we've seen this type of snake before and we know what happens when it bites people. You should be swelling up. We know what happened the last time the boss came in and, 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 and did this and that and the other and the last person that got fired. And we know what happened, but you. He ain't swelling. So it says, how did they look? And when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. He didn't. He didn't. He said, but after they had looked a great while, they just kept on looking. And see, this is what people have done when they saw you going through what you were going through. They saw the venomous, snake, the, the, the venomous snake on your hand, the beast on your hand, and they know you were going through pain. They know you're going through trials and tribulation. And some said it's because of what you did. But when you didn't react the way they thought you should have react, when you didn't die, when you didn't swell up, when you weren't prideful, when you didn't lash out, when you didn't curse back, when you didn't curse God and die, now they look... They've been looking at you. You got a host of people that have been looking at you going through your misery. Look what happens. It says for a great while and it said and saw no harm come upon him. They changed their minds. I guess you really are saved. I guess God is really with you. I guess he really is with you. This minor interruption has caused the people of that place to change their minds concerning you. Because understand, because of this encounter, and we're closing, because of this encounter, they're about to go see the island chief. And the island chief is about to put them up three days, I believe, uh, and, and three nights. And the island chief has a father that is sick. And the Bible says that when Paul goes in, he prays, I love that, he prays. In other words, the islanders see him call upon the name of Jesus. In effect, Paul begins to preach to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. First, they call Paul a God. Now they see Paul calling on God, calling upon the name of the Lord. Paul prayed and then he laid hands and the man's father was healed. Hallelujah. And as a result of that, many other people on the island brought their sick in and Paul was able to heal them. This little or small man healed them in the mighty name of Jesus. In other words, revival rang out on that island. Hallelujah. One man that was shipwrecked, attached to, attacked by a, a snake, now is running a revival on the island. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
all because of how he reacted to that snake that bit him. He didn't give it all. He didn't give it honor. But I'm telling you, this thing that you have gone through, God now says it's time to shake it off because you have an appointment with destiny. You have an appointment with destiny. The offense that you went through, shake it off. You have an appointment with destiny. The heartache that you went through, shake it off because you've got an appointment of destiny. Appointment with destiny. The disappointment, shake it off because you've got a an appointment with destiny now. Hallelujah. Don't take that with you. Don't take that viper, that beast with you into the next move of God that is coming your way. Hallelujah. Don't take it with you into this new season. God's going to do a new thing with you. Hallelujah. He's going to do a new thing with you. He's going to use you for revival and change and deliverance will ring out through through this small person. Hallelujah. If you can believe that today, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. If you can believe that today, hallelujah. If you can believe that God can bring a change in your life, God can bring a miracle in your life. He can shake this thing off. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. We can choose to shake it off. Turn to your name and tell him you got to choose to shake it off. Don't give it any more honor. Don't give it in, don't give another thought. Baby, you're gonna be alright. You're gonna be okay. Don't give it another thought. Don't give it uh uh-uh. um let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Let it go. I refuse to hold people in doubt and unbelief. I refuse to hold, be bitter against them and, and all that. Let it go. It's time to move on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, let it go. Hallelujah. It's time to move on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're a different person now. You're seasoned now. You're seasoned now. This thing has made you stronger. What was meant to kill you has only made you stronger. It has made you wiser. It has made you more skillful. It has added to you. It has added to you. But see, the very thing in the middle is Paul did deserve it. But for the blood of Christ. But for the blood of Christ that washed away the sin. Jesus took the punishment so that Paul didn't have to take it here. Are you hearing? So the question is today, will you let Jesus do the same thing for you? Or are you going to agree with the enemy and say, I deserve it? I guess it's supposed to be this way. I guess I'll never be happy. I guess I'll never have anything. Will you agree with him or will you agree with the blood of Christ? God says to you, it's time to shake it off. It's time to disregard the things of the past. Disregard the things of the past and hold on to that thing that is new. There is abundance that is coming to you that is actually in your future and you're going to walk into it. You're going to walk into this new thing that God is doing in your life. It's the year of action. It's the year of yes. It's the year of finally. Finally. You've been waiting. You've been waiting. You've been praying. You've been anticipating. You've been fasting. You've been sowing seed. It's the year of harvest. It's the year of finally. It's the year of action. It's the year of yes. Finally. What what we've been waiting for. Finally. Glory to God. 
we're walking, we're about to walk into finally. But first you must shake off that other. So those of you that can, I want you to stand with me in Jesus' mighty name. Those of you that can. If you're ready to throw it away, if you're ready just to shake this thing off and go on with your life, I want you to do one more thing. Now that you're on your feet, I want you to come to the altar. If you're ready to shake this thing off, you're ready to go on. In the name of Jesus, what we do with our hand must match what's happening in our heart. You're going to agree, Lord, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking off relationships. I'm shaking off right now. I'm shaking it off right now. Refuse to take it with me. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. This is actually our New Year's Eve service right here. We refuse to take it with us. We refuse to take it with us into this next move of God. I refuse it. I refuse it. Refuse it. I'm going to shake this thing off into the fire. This thing that has tormented me, this thing that has bugged me, this thing that has bothered me, this thing that has tortured me. Now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I'm ready to shake it off. I'm ready to shake it off. Sickness and disease and, and torment. Lord, I'm ready to shake it off. Bad relationships. I'm ready to shake it off, Father. Failed businesses or failed dreams. Disappointments. I'm ready to shake it off. I'm ready to be done with it. No more poison in my system. I'm ready to be, ready to be done with it. Things that have made me afraid. The things that have made me cry. Things that have made me weep. I've cried my last tear over this. I've cried my last tear over this. I've cried my last tear over this. This thing that, is a, that has offended me. This thing that has made me fearful. By the power of your spirit. Lord, we're ready to shake it off into the fire. It shall not go with us into this next move. It shall not go with us into the promised land that you set up before us. It shall not. It shall be destroyed in the wilderness. It shall not go forth with us into the promised land. It shall not. It shall not. In the name of Jesus. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I bring your people before you. And I want you to, I want you to say with your heart, just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He was punished for me. He took my place. He took the curse so that I could be blessed. I'm meant to be blessed and live an abundant life to have abundance to have more than enough to have the joy of the Lord to have the peace of the Lord to have the love of the Lord to have your presence I reject this tormenting thing today I shake it off I say no more no more you will trouble me no more I say to the devil you will trouble me no more you are stopped right here you shall not go with me into the promised land in the name of Jesus 
I let go of offense. I let go of doubts, unbelief, worry, stress, disobedience. I let it go. I let it go. All those who have hurt me and offended me, I let them go. I let them go. I shake it off. I shake it off in the name of Jesus. And I declare that the blood of Jesus now covers me, my household, my family, my finances, all that I touch. In Jesus' name, I am now justified, sanctified, and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Now give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Come on. We pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you, and we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.